Ant speak? Ant speak. Ant speak? Ant speak. <laughs> okay. Welcome to Talkin' Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights fan cast. I'm Michelle, your seasoned viewer. And I'm Liz, a newbie. Each week we chat about a new episode, spoiler free, and gush over this hit TV series. Happy New Year, Liz. This is the first Talk in Texas of 2023. How are you? It is. It's the first podcast in 2023. Happy I New mean, Year. You know, us recording. Don't talk over Happy her. Happy New Year. I was just saying Happy New Year. It was backdrop. Sorry. Oh. It was like a you you, know, backdrop music. I liked it. Yeah. I liked the music. It wasn't conversation. Yeah, that voice you must recognize. It's husband, aka Anthony. <laughs> he's, he's here. He's here. He's been on before and he's going to be on hopefully for more. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Since you know the series and can't seem to get uh, Bobby and my sister's <laughs> schedule together. So what's wrong with them? <laughs> and Randy and Randy hasn't caught up. And Randy hasn't caught up. So I know. All right, let's get into it. We're discussing season three, episode eight, New York, New York, original air date, November 19th, 2008, written by Carrie Aaron and directed by Jeffrey Reiner. So the Netflix recap, Tammy considers new living surroundings while Eric considers a temporary replacement for Mac, who collapses on the field during practice. Now, I chose this recap because it makes no reference of Jason. And that no, and I'm like the title's New York, New York. This is Jason's. I'm gonna tell you this right now. He's not on the island, but we don't see him for a little while. But how do we not? And this is like his farewell. Like how do we not have him? like a little while, as in like the season finale, like series finale? I'm not gonna <laughs> tell you anything else. Okay. He's just not on the <clears throat> island. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. But it amused me, so that is why. Like, it's called New York, New York. Do you think that was the A story, or do you think that was actually, like, the B story? Like, because it felt kind of B story, but it was the title of the episode. You do? You felt it was B story? I think so. What was A story? Like, yeah. Coach and the House? I No. Well, like, Coach just going through it? I think Coach just going through it, really, yeah. was kind of the main, the main driver of the episode. Yeah, I felt that the overall theme of this episode was the what ifs. So many, like everybody's questioning. We have Jason questioning, Tim reassuring, uh, Coach, Tammy, Tyra, like literally everybody in this episode is, what if, what could happen? On the cusp of big changes. Yeah, yeah. So let's start with the boys. They're all out celebrating their big win, the closing, they all have money now, they're cheersing. Jason tells him that he's going to New York to meet with an agent. This is also the last time we see Herc. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could assume. Yeah. I could assume. Well, damn. But he wanted to open up a children's orphanage. What'd you think about that? I thought that was so sweet. And then he said, like, or get 47 more margaritas. So <laughs> I was like, oh, Herc. I know. You're so sweet, bruh. Yeah. So it seems they each got $14,000. Big money. That's like a that's a pretty decent amount of money. I would take fourteen thousand dollars. For, for sure. Uh, yeah. I would take it in a heartbeat. Yeah. 
<laughs> but like that's crazy. You know, I guess that's all you get for selling a house out there. I wonder. Well, they split it four ways. Right. But that's still only like not a lot of money. It was. It seemed like a pretty nice house. I can't believe it only sold for that much. Wait a minute. Is that fourteen? I mean, there's tax. Wasn't it two sixty five? Right. Because they wanted it to no two ninety five. Yeah, they maybe they didn't get that. Me doing the math. $56,000. Who knows how it all breaks down, but yeah, that's not a lot of money. I heard that what correctly, right? They each got $14,000. Isn't that what they said? I don't remember the figure. I can't. Yeah, I really strictly pay attention to hearing that uh, <laughs> that part of it. I mean, you know, the details. The details that we're going to harp on, nobody else is going to say anything about. Yeah. But they got they got some money. They got some money. And so Jason and Tim head to New York. First off, what did you think of these two in New York? They they were just a sight, but not really out of place also. Mm. No, I mean, uh, in Times Square, you know, like, it's like... Well, yeah, that's just a clusterfuck of yeah. every type of person. Like, you could see a Tim Riggins walking down Times Square, no problem. Yeah, it was just funny, the first scene of them, like, crossing the street. Yeah. And you're like, those are cowboys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Also, just how Tim handles people in New York. Like, oh, you're wearing a suit. Let me ask you, where can I get this suit? I'm going to lean into the taxi window, ask you a question. Like, very polite, very in your face. Yeah. Like, people are going to be friendly and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Asking asking the guy wearing a suit, (laughs) where'd you get the suit? Right. And the guy's like, uh, I don't know. I'm like, surprised the guy whatever. even like said anything. He'd be like, ah, screw you. <laughs> it's true. I know. I know. So these boys, their plan is go to New York. Jason's going to show up to Grant's office, hopefully get an interview. They get a suit along the way. And to me, this is like young blind faith. Also putting all your eggs in one basket because we come to find out that Jason actually doesn't have an interview. Yeah. With Grant. Like, this is all just working out, and these two are just making it work. I'm just, why didn't he bring a suit, though? I know. Good point. Like, he, we know he has one. Right. He's a car salesman. That's what I'm saying. Right. He's got one. Why Don't did, they wear suits? Why, is, like, do you do that? Go, you know, go someplace without the clothes you need, and then buy it along the way? And we also yeah. have seen him wear the suit, because we've seen him sell cars in Buddy's dealership. Right. Yeah, this wasn't thought that well out (laughs) or it was just supposed to be this comical scene of these two trying to buy an expensive suit and then getting a two for i guess they got two for 200 deal was that a good deal it was i mean yeah it's you know it's a pretty good deal and they got shoes and stuff like lots of things included so it's not like gonna be like top quality like that 1800 dollars suit obviously like that was gonna be like you know a really nice suit but yeah Assuming they filmed this in the city. Yeah, I believe they did. I would think it was very, um, you know, elaborate. I didn't think that they that was a set. <laughs> it also felt really gritty. Like it felt like New York. Yeah. It didn't. Yeah. It also didn't um, like glorify it. Like I feel like when we have shows that go to New York, we get this very rose colored glasses version. This felt very. Right. Like clean. Yeah. This and wasn't that. Not crowded. Right. No, this wasn't that. Even so much. So Jason goes to this. He meets with Grant. Grant humors him and talks to him and pretty much tells him like, "Uh, I can't just give you a job. That's not how this works. I barely got this job. 
And your buddy Wendell went with another agency. So there's nothing we can do here. And so we have this scene that I don't know if you found this list because it's your first time watching it. Now I've seen this episode three times. But we have the boys going through Times Square at night. And Tim is like all excited to see Gypsy. But they're walking so slow. And and like, okay, for one thing, it's Times Square. Yes, it's jam-packed. But it just felt weird. It felt like they were filming a television show. It didn't feel real realistic. Right, like the people were, sorry. It was kind of like they were on a line, kind of. Yeah, if, yeah. yeah. But also, I feel like maybe, and I don't know the logistics of filming this, but it almost seemed like, hey, if we, if you allow us, you guys can appear in this shot. Because you had people, if you notice, like with cameras out, I'm sure they just like asked people like randomly like that were on the street to just be like extras in the scene. That's true. It just felt so weird and so. Like I feel like that's probably how it has to be in in New York, right? Especially in Times Square. Like you can't like just close off an area at Times Square if you're Friday Night Lights. Maybe if you're (laughs) maybe if you're James Cameron, you can. But (laughs) right. I mean, that's something that always bothers me in TV shows where the kids will walk so slow in the hall. And I'm like, don't you have to get to class? You have three minutes. They're walking like so, so, three minutes, so, so slow. Yeah. That it's so obvious that we're watching a television show. It takes me out of it, you know? Yeah, this this for sure took me out of it, but I understood for story purposes. This is where we're going to get the brilliant idea of Tim being like, hey, Jason, go to Wendell. Let's get him. Give him your speech and bring him back to Grant and get yourself a job. So... Ultimately, this works out, which like in my mind as being a New Yorker, I'm like them traveling with ease on the subway to this office to was Wendell in Pennsylvania? I don't, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Was it that, like right? A, uh, yeah. He had a, a, a Steelers yeah. like, sticker on his fridge. Yeah. And then back to the city and then ultimately in the end to Jersey. I'm like, everybody's traveling. There's no traffic. I guess we sure. don't need to see the traffic. But. Yeah, yeah. But it did happen quick. You're right. So quick and we come to see next episode this isn't a spoiler they're only gone for three days so a lot happened in three days yeah uh ultimately though jason gets the job which we knew this was going to happen right Liz, you kind of predicted this was going to happen i did i not in that capacity like how fast but so fast and pretty unrealistically happening just because he gets the player then the guy's like yeah sure i'll offer yeah like that guy was like about to not have a job himself and now he's just like you get one one person and you're like who's not even earning yet yeah Uh, right right and jason ends up telling erin which he also she also didn't know he was coming so that was another big surprise and ultimately of course she says yes and he's like i got this job it's only forty thousand, but that's pretty good for starting yeah it is pretty good yeah not in manhattan not in manhattan but but still entry level yeah right but new jersey maybe a little better (laughs) how did you feel did you feel the connection between erin and jason no but i've never felt it no i know and to me, I feel like why couldn't she have said this to him a few weeks ago when she decided to move her baby across the country? 
Why couldn't you say, I love you. I'd love for you to join us. He had put all like he's put this pressure on himself. And I know we talked about this before. He put this pressure on himself to make a really decent living so that he could help out Aaron. But she like never asked him to do that. And then she also never asked him to come with her. Yeah. She didn't even, she wasn't like, would you consider this? It was just like, I'm going with our baby. The whole thing is not my cup of tea. First storyline for Jason Street. But if he's happy, you know, they seem to be happy. She's like, I miss you. Did you call? (laughs) Did you, did you write? None, no, none of that. I don't know. It's not very unbelievable for me. And I'm curious to see how you feel about this relationship. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think like that pressure that he put himself, you know, was really just about the baby more than anything. And I feel like it just propelled them to this like level, you know, there being a kid. So I don't, there, there was a lot of pressure on that. And I mean, I agree with you about not saying anything and just like not considering him and just moving. But, you know, on on the other hand, like, what was he going to do for them there? You know, back in Texas. Didn't she have family? Is that what she? Yeah. She does. Well, that's why she moved back east. Yeah. Right. Because I guess maybe she felt like she needed help. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah. 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 Right. Jason wasn't going to, you know, be able to do that. You know, give the level of help that she needed as a new mom. Mm. I hear it's tough. Right. Like, does she think he's not capable physically of helping her? I think it was financially and yeah, time. Yeah, financially. And then, and also and also probably on some level physically, too. But, you know, mostly financially. Yeah, because he kept saying when we saw it, when we saw the one episode of them trying to figure stuff out and then she leaves. But she's like, I have to work all the time. He's like, I'm not making enough commission selling cars. It's going to pick up. Which leads him to flipping the house and getting some money. Anyway, how did we feel about the goodbye between Tim and Jason? Texas forever. Texas forever. Yeah. It's sad. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Yeah. I loved him in this episode. Yeah. The te- remember that real tight zoom? <laughs> did you see that real, that yeah, real tight like zoom on his this face? This part of his face. Yeah. We're like, we're going to get the pores. Yeah. I didn't love that. <laughs> I think they wanted to like get get like the tears. Yeah, no, it's it was silly. It was kind of like I don't know, like it it was emotional, but also I feel like it was kind of I don't know, a little bit of like I don't know, cliche or cheesy. I feel not that I didn't feel for it, but yeah, you know, I feel like a little force, a little force, and I feel like we could have been fine if we just had maybe a wide shot and him like put his hand up or something. Like a, like yeah, just like a waiver. Yeah, yeah. There were better moments like with Tim and, and Jason like throughout the series. Mm. I feel like more heartfelt. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Maybe it was like the setting kind of like it was in Texas or something. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it was just very sweet. Yeah. It was very sweet. Vic asks, would you prefer Jason as a coach versus an agent? No, I don't know. <laughs> Either way, he's going to kill it. So it's they're both in the sports world. 
you do like I guess better people things as a coach. But no, I guess I don't really see it because like he did the car sales thing, so he's kind of just like a people person. He knows how to like get to people. So I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, as an agent, part of you can be a coach, right? Yeah, like, sure. Like that's kind of how he sold Wendell on kind of like if you go at this agency and you go at Grant, he's going to be there cheering you on. He's going to work extra hard for you. Kind of like be your personal coach. He'll be so thankful. Yeah, again, it's just amazing this all worked out, but happy for you, happy for you Jason. All right, let's move on. So Tammy in this episode, she's looking at a new house at a foreclosure price. She shares it with Eric, and Eric's not happy with Tammy looking at the house, who she learns about this house from Katie McCoy, which Katie and Tammy have become cute friends. I like their friendship. Same. Yeah. And so she tells Eric about the house. He's not happy about it. Then she brings Eric to see the house, still not happy about it. She can't sleep one night, still thinking about the house, brings him again. And then he says, we no. can't afford it. He says no again. Like, he says nothing, no again. Nothing, nothing changed. I know. Like, I didn't, and, then, then, and then she was happy. She's like, just, you just have to tell me three times. And I get it. I, I had, I don't know. Atlas, I'm curious how you feel. And I don't know if maybe this was just to show the two of them being a team I don't really understand the point of the back and forth with the house. Maybe the house doesn't matter in a relationship, obviously. Was it necessary? No, I don't really think it was necessary. I While I would have loved for them to have bought the house and moved in and have more space, he's like, we can't afford it. And I know you love it, but we can't afford it. And then she's like, I guess you just need to tell me three times that we can't afford it. And I'll finally believe you. I guess she realized, like, no, he really is putting his foot down. We can't afford it. It was like a pipe dream for me that I thought that this was going to happen. And she's like, I don't really need the house. I just wanted the house. Like, we're good. As a family, I love you. I love our family. I just wanted to, like, give us a little present. But we don't need (laughs) it. A little present. (laughs) A little present. A very expensive present. Uh, Vic wants to know, would you ever go over budget on a house? Mm-hmm. And should you answer that <laughs> yeah. for us? Actually, you, in, om- these days you have, you to. have to. We but almost did. We almost did. But I said this in the chat. But today, January 2nd, to the day is the first time we came and saw this house. It's true. It's pretty funny. It is. And our the old homeowner, she I still talk to her. She texted me yesterday a time hop. And she's like, it was a, a picture of her schedule for the day for january 2nd she's like you guys were the 12 to 12 30 spot and i only remember this because i liked you guys so much and i was like Aww. oh my god i can't believe you have that picture and we were late we were late well we weren't late no, but our, our realtor <laughs> went our to realtor the wrong house oh no <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah. i forgot about that yep. so we were just sitting there in front of the house yeah and she was looking at us i know <laughs> For like five She's minutes. Like, there they are, twelve twelve thirty. I remember when we came in the house, and I was like, "This is really cute. It's manageable. I like the tree in that spot." They had their Christmas tree up, and then we went downstairs. I was like, "Oh, they use natural cleaning products. That's a good vibe." That's what sold me on this house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but especially on Long Island, you definitely have to overpay for a house. So right now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right now, especially, but. majority of the time yeah but i think it's like your personal threshold because even though we we did 
overpay. We we're not house poor. No, totally. no. We're no, not. That other house, I remember when we went all the way up. Like it was, it was like the split level in Met. Oh, yeah, in Medford. Yeah. Oh my god, that house was so nice. I don't remember what we offered though. I do. It was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been too much. I think we would have definitely been house poor. But that one needed no work, no work. to it. Oh my god, it was beautiful. Right? It was so, so like, beautiful. Right. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was yep. a beautiful house. Uh, Cash. So Cash has to go away to be a cowboy for six months. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Go. He tells Tyra, I love you. I will do my best to stay loyal to you, but it gets lonely as I'm away. And as this is happening, this scene, Ant goes, at least he's honest. Yeah, I'm like, this guy, (laughs) this guy, I'm giving him 100 points for honesty. Right. But what a shitty answer. It's the truth though like i'm sorry it's it's, it's what needed to be said it was the absolute truth right. he put and she heard yeah it, she put the, he, and she didn't yeah. even i mean she was upset about it and then later on she's like well to, to you know get over that hump i'm just gonna come with you <laughs> yeah because out of fear yeah she gave up on her dream yep. well uh, yeah out of, a, out of fear of well, failing to get to college yeah right so tyra right. has this inner yeah she has this interview with this college that tammy set her up for and this phone call from cash happens which i was like why did you answer your phone no never do that you're about to go in an interview or just see someone in an appointment and answers the phone is like i need to take this well she you know had been trying to reach him i know but it's just like bad looks in my opinion yeah bad and the, and the interviewer was like okay like noted and take the call yeah. But sometimes you have important calls that you're waiting on. I mean, you know, the interviewer didn't know what it was about. Like, if you're interviewing somebody and they come in, they're just, I'm so sorry, bad timing, but I just have to take this call. Like, what if they were waiting on, like, results or they had to confirm an appointment or they were waiting on a call from somebody really important with a really important message? I don't know. It's still... Or somebody's in the hospital with a touch and go and oh they're, they're waiting like on the answer. I feel like she was on the phone for longer than she should have been when she was making someone wait for her. I also think if it's a call from your boyfriend, I don't... I feel like if I was going in for an interview and you called me, I'd probably... Well, I guess text... She could have texted. I think, yeah, maybe... Yeah, it was maybe. fear-based, though. She answered out of fear. Yeah, yeah. So... This interview she doesn't feel too confident about. She goes to talk to Tammy about it. And then Tammy says it went fine and that it's good practice, which I feel like that just means you You didn't do great. Yeah. You're done. Like she already knows. Right. And so this changes her mind as she's looking at a list of future colleges to talk to. And she's like, screw it. Who needs school? I'm just going to go cash. Let's hit the road. So what do you think about this list? I sort of predicted this. Yeah. Like a few weeks ago when we met Cash, I'm like, well, he's up to no good. And Tyra is very easily. She isn't. She isn't. I just felt like, you know, the <laughs> his culty mentality. She's convinced that Cash was supposed to be in a cult. She's like, I can't no, wait just... for that to happen. <laughs> a cult. A cowboy cult. Just like. You know, he he's meant to be on the road. And I just had a bad feeling that she was like, yeah, I like you so much that I'm willing to do that and give up my dream of going to college. And here we go. Yeah. It's a- I still believe she will go to college, though. 
Okay. It's definitely it's her it's her bad choice, you know. But like I'll just point back at Cash gave her every opportunity to, you know. He said, "Oh, but school's important." He was, t- you know, he's like, "Nope, that's more important. That's more important. Please don't, you know, spend your time on me because I'm not gonna be there for you." Not gonna be there when you. And he up. basically <laughs> said those words, you know, and he was giving her all of the opportunities to be like, "Do the right thing, do the right thing," and then she just didn't. I mean, there is something to be said about that because he was honest with her. But also, I think he was honest with her, but not in a manipulative way. Yeah, no, he's he's just a jerk. You know, what I mean, he's, he's just a jerk. He's just a yeah. jerk. You know, like, and he's not lying to you about it. Right, like not much ma- manipulation unless he is the father of that baby mm-hmm. and knows it. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't know it, then he really, truly was the honest as 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 honest as he could possibly be. Honest too much, a little too honest about things. Yeah. We'll get into him more next week, so we'll get more uh, development there, and then you can mm-hmm. judge him more on his character. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Um, Maddie Boy, he asks Coach if he can play wide receiver. Even Good for him. Good for him. Taking some initiative, even though Coach yeah. tells him no, because if JD gets hurt, I need you to be there. So if you get hurt, then I have no quarterback, which Kim brought up a good point and maybe you can answer this, but like couldn't couldn't he play wide receiver? And then if JD gets hurt, couldn't he just take the place since yeah, but, he knows all the routes anyway? Yeah, but he's just he's he's worried that it, he'll get hurt first cuz a wide receiver might get hurt cuz they're getting tackled all the time. So if right, Matt like gets Matt's hurt, not- yeah. Like like Matt is easily would be easily hurt. Yeah. And yeah, and th- and then, you know, hypothetically in that scenario, then JD goes down and like you said now he's got to start a 7th grader basically. I mean, it it's a little bit of a far-fetched Well, request, these are the, the Oh yeah, oh, for Matt to ask him to play wide receiver. No, I just mean like for coach to be like that's the only reason I can't well, it's a big. It it's you. a big reason when you know he's a their key component. You know you have to have a good quarterback to win, and they're about to go into playoffs. And hypothetically, if somebody gets hurt or two people, it's not out of the it happens. You know, big injuries the oh, wrong man. time. Sports, you know, sports, 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 sports people get it. When we were watching, I'm like, when you know, when they are like red forty and blue four, I'm like, Aunt, are these real plays? Like, I don't. What does this mean? And your answer. Oh, they're just, I mean, you know, people have names for, for but plays. What does it and, mean? And call outs it's just like stuff. a code name so the other team doesn't know yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, but like, there's, there's it, all sorts of coded messages in, in, in those, the things that they scream out and, you know. Is the 40 the line? No. I, you know, I, I, I really couldn't speak to all the specifics okay. about how, how they no get, get to those things. So, uh, you know, maybe somebody <laughs> can come up with uh, what, why. Yeah. Why people do that. Come on, sports people do it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Julie, she gives Matt some advice. Like, you just have to be persistent. Keep bringing it up. So we have this family dinner scene. Matt's over for dinner. And Julie just comes out and says, like, why won't you let him play this position? And coach is like, we don't talk about football at dinner, which for him to say that, <laughs> I was like, are you serious? Come on. such a jerk. Right. And so then Matt's like, let's go out. I will show you if I like 10 out of 10, like, let me show you the routes. If I, and, and if I miss one, we'll drop this conversation. 
So in the middle of dinner, which I'm like, stomach pains, mm-hmm. stomach that's how, pains. Yeah, that's how I was worried about the cramping. The cramping, right? Anyway, they go out into the the street and Matt's doing so well, so well. And we're like rooting for him, gets nine out of nine. And then the 10th one comes and coach over throws. Mm-hmm. It was a good throw. Yeah. Too far. I mean, he know? pulled his arm out after yeah. that, but I was like, okay, coach. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, but this causes Matt to not catch the ball, but also makes Coach rethink his decision like, okay, good job. And and in that moment, I think Coach really wanted him to get 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, but I, you know, so part of it is on the quarterback, and I think Coach really did have a shitty throw. So, yeah. Overthrowing is a, is a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? Do you think Matt will become wide receiver, as Vic wants to know? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. whatever, whatever, think, whatever he wants. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... Give Matty Boy whatever he wants. I, I was going to say, give him whatever he wants, because, as we know, this is Matt, and he doesn't generally get anything that he wants. That's true. It was by default that he ever was QB, so... Well, he was QB, too. And, you know, he's just QB, two again. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just... He never thought he was going to play. True. true. And now he's, then he was like, I really like to play. What is my purpose? And, you know, this is a good way for him to actually be out on the field again and not be benched. I think, yeah, I think it will happen for him. What do you think about about him and Julie, girlfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend? It's official. We've heard the name. Eh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Liz, Liz, I think Liz is like, I'm done with these people. Done with Matt no, it's, and Julie. No, I'm not. I actually really loved Matt in this episode. Yeah. And I did and I tolerated Julie as much as I you know, as much as I possibly can. She was I think a she, good girlfriend. Yeah, she was good in this for episode. Sure. Yeah. In this episode. I think um I think it was the time and place. I mean, it was awkward for her to say it in front of them and di- during dinner, but you know, it worked out because Matt proved that he could could do it. And uh, honestly, at that age, I feel like weren't their boyfriend and girlfriend already. Like it, to me, it wasn't like we needed another official title because we did that already. Like if you're gonna do it, you might as well do it again. Mm. Mules, mules. That's their ship name, mules. No, no one calls no one calls them that. No. Mules, but you don't like sailors, so maybe we can call them mules. I like mules better than sailor. Mules. All right, so we could do that. Mules. Mules. <laughs> All right. Okay, I thought that was a, a known thing. Who, known to oh. who? A lot of people. Nobody calls I them. just assume all of my thoughts are not very, like, original <laughs> and that people have already done done it. I think we did. We do. Is sailor their actual ship name? I think it is. But I okay. I think. I mean, it doesn't matter. Well, it's, it's not like it's it ever mules matters. Mules now. I think because we never call her Jules. No. So that's why. Know. So I think we actually we have suggested Mooley. Mm, Mooley. Mooley. That's good too. Ooh. I like that better than Sailor. Uh, I don't know. We always come back to this. It. We always revisit it every couple episodes, and nothing ever feels right. But I like mules. Yeah, we'll try it out. We'll try it out. Okay, last but not least, during practice, Mac faints. So he's having some medical issues. He has to rest. He's in the hospital. I think he had a heart attack, no? 
some angina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's got that angina. <laughs> angina pain. Yeah. Uh, Buddy and the boosters suggest that Wade should step in as assistant coach, which we know coach doesn't want this because Wade is associated to JD, who's associated to Joe, and we don't like Joe McCoy. But after talking to Tammy about it and considering, Wade does get the replacement position. You know what I thought was maybe going to happen? What? Is that Jason or Matt would come and replace Mac just for a little bit. Just, you know, because I feel like what if Jason didn't get that job? He would need something else to do. But I think we we did this already, right? Like we he already gave him a job and then he quit. Yeah. So never mind. But remember when he gave Jason the assistant job and then but he couldn't give that the other student a job who came back? Mhm. Yeah. But remember, uh, Jason said he didn't want to coach anymore. Yeah. So just like that wasn't his passion. Right. And also things change when you have a baby and a baby mama who don't live in the state. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a short break and we'll return with all of our segments. We hope you're enjoying this week's episode of Talk in Texas Forever and appreciate you for listening every week. All of our shows are funded by our buddies who pledge to our Patreon, and it means the world to us. We have tiers starting at a dollar and offer some pretty cool perks like guest hosting on the podcast, listening to episodes a day early, invitation to the best group chat ever via Discord, and access to our exclusive Patreon-only podcast that discusses the reboot of Gossip Girl. To learn more about our network and everything we offer, check out patreon.com slash network. Welcome back from break. Will sent us a very interesting list, and I'm excited to share with both of you. So Will says, is Tyra just a Texas Marissa Cooper? (gasps) And Marissa Cooper, if you don't know, the OC. So here is his case. One, both have academic aptitude, but their grades slip at times. Two, Both are leaders in school, school president, and social chair. Three, both found one good boyfriend, Landry and Ryan, with a slew of horrible guys or even just bad relationships with decent people, Riggins and Alex. Four, both have tendency to run away from their problems. Five, both have been present for a homicide. (laughs) Uh, Six, both have moms with guy issues that they replicate. Seven, both are tall blondes. Eight, both started the show dating the town douchebags who later become lovable, Riggins and Luke. Nine, both are very apprehensive to enter college. And ten, both have strong women who don't give up on them throughout their time in high school, Tammy and Dr. Kim. I mean, it's a perfect argument. Wow. You know, I love, I love Tyra. I know. I love her. But she just didn't fall from like the top like Marissa fell from the top. You know, we didn't see like a huge, we see a lot of the same character there, I guess. So I, I think like in terms of character, yes. Um, but in terms of like story or, but that was just really kind of like, 
they're like opposite. Like Marissa fell and Tyra seems yeah, to be like Marissa was like a, trying to make her way up. Yeah, and Tyra was just kind of like very like level, but like with a, like a little dip. And, and Marissa was like, Whoa! and then, you know. <laughs> Marissa was like a the same thing. Plan. Yeah, yeah. She did like a big drop <laughs> off, but then, but then did kind of like the Tyra where she just kind of like slowly went up and down like on a very low pitch. Yeah. So a lot of similarities. A lot of similarities as far as like a a character, like a character. Yeah. 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 And traits and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That was good. Well, like definitely. That. That's great. Thank you. Another OC related question. Vic asks, could you see Volchuk playing football being Tim's nemesis? Yeah. No. Being Tim's nemesis? <laughs> I don't know if they'd be nemesis, but uh, yeah, sure. He could play football. Wide receiver. I imagine he'd be, he'd come in, he'd be like the... Although yeah, he's super thin. He'd be kind of like a like a like a voodoo, but like in in wide receiver position, like where he just create kind of like some chaos on the team. <laughs> chaos, you know. I don't see him in that at all, but you know that's Ant's person, so yeah, I'll agree. I think he'd play any <laughs> any of the sports. I I can see him playing. What? Any of the sports. Pick any of them in any show ever. You see Volchuk playing any sport? Tennis, golf. Yeah, absolutely. Are you, you're just being. No, he can do whatever he wants. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, serious, that, no. Yeah, sure. Tennis? Yep. Do they play tennis in, you know, Gossip Girl and stuff? They play in Pretty Little Liars. Okay. And they played, I think they played squash in Gossip Girl. They okay. did. He, he could, we had that he, Chuck moment. He'd be a squash bro. He'd no, be a he would bro. not be a squash bro. He would just be the person on the other side that you would hate. They're always there. There's, and, o- there's always a Volchuk. Yeah, okay. If anything, I could see him maybe playing basketball. I could see him being on the opposing team versus the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too. Absolutely. Maybe. Yep. But not squash. Yep. Why not? Okay. I don't agree with this, Ant. Water polo? No. All right. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> she fa- fa- I'm done. <laughs> uh, favorite quote of the episode list. What do you have? Does your dad, like, not like me anymore? Matt. <laughs> Ant? Call 911. That was when Coach told somebody to call 911. You know... You know, it's serious though, but like that was your pe- favorite quote of the episode. I, it's a good learning lesson because you know one thing that people don't <laughs> usually th- remember to do in like hectic situations like that is is to somebody call nine one one. I feel like that's all people do in hectic situations. They say call nine one one. Some people forget. Some people forget. It's an important lesson. Call nine one one. I can't tell if you're be joking right now or if you're trying to be serious. No, it's 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 actually it's towing the line of both. Like I am being serious, but like it is a little bit of a joke, but also it's very serious. Got to call nine one one. He knew what to do in that moment. Who else was calling nine one one when before he said it? Nobody. He saved well, he saved Max's life. See them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was yours Texas forever? It was. Thank you. <laughs> Because I almost went with that. Yeah, I feel like that was very fitting. <laughs> Coach moments. What do you have? Do you have any? You know, I I wasn't really team coach. Not that I wasn't team coach. I shouldn't say that. Um, he was just very stressed in this episode. So stressed. Everything was like a stressor. So I, um, I chose Tammy. I think Tammy is just like a good support to Tyra, as we know. And I thought I loved her moments. I did obviously like the moment where Coach was with Matt and that's, the yeah. football, but 
I don't know. Was it a coach's moment? He was just like testing him. No, that was a coach's moment. He was a coach. It was uh, that. See, that was my coach's moment. Yeah, because because he did. You know, like even when he like at the very end, like where and you could tell he was starting to like he shifted his mindset. Like when he got the first few, like he was having more fun with it, and he was enjoying watching him play and and you know be able to be good. And he was you know upset like when at the end when he didn't catch that last pass and he even called himself out and said it was a piss poor pass. So. (laughs) You know, so like, I felt like that was a good, uh, like, it, it show, you know, even him admitting that, you know, he did not throw it that well was a good coaching moment. Mm. Yeah, I agree. That's why I chose that as my favorite moment. Because I feel like it was just back to the basics of coach playing football with his boy, mm-hmm. yeah. like one of his players. I really enjoyed that. Uh, MVP and shittiest. Do you have yours? Yeah, I do. List, do you have yours? Is it M- yeah, I think so. MVP first? Yes, but we're not going to do three, two, one because it's a little hard to sync. Okay. So it is MVP first, but Liz is going to go first. Oh, okay, good, good, okay. I um, I picked him, you know. Yeah. He was a good buddy. He was. I originally had Tammy because I love her always, but I think I'll give it to Tim this week for just being a good support system for Jason. And, you, you know, he had a moment. He was like, he teared up. He loves his friend. Yeah. Sweet. It was sweet. Yeah. I actually have three. Um, it's Tim, Coach, and Jason. It's like a slash kind of situation. Can you morph it? What do you mean? You have to morph the names. Oh, into into one? Tochson. Like, Tochson. 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 <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I had Tim. Same reasons as you. Yeah. Lists. But yeah, we had votes for Riggins, for Jason. Uh, Kate, actually... I liked what she said. She goes, I didn't really have any questions related to this latest episode, but I just have to say that although my MVP was Riggins, I think Julie, and in parentheses two exclamation points, deserves an honorable mention for helping Matt with coach and for confirming for us that she is Matt's girlfriend. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. Sure. I will accept. <laughs> blue, blue ribbon to Julie. Blue ribbon, blue ribbon to Julie. What about your shittiest? I put cash. So did I. That was across the board. But, yeah. Yeah. But also I feel like Tyra, you know, she let me down, but I wouldn't say she's shitty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like Tyra Tyra had the worst fall, I think. Um I don't know. I didn't really like Tammy in I I almost like in this episode. Because like I just I don't know. She was like so focused on this like getting this big house for some reason. Like I just didn't it just felt very untammy like. I don't know. Sometimes you just want more for your family, and you get like obsessed with the idea of something you've been working towards. I don't. I'm not. I'm not hating on her for it. You know. I just. You know. It was just kind of. It just felt like. I don't know. Like, stop pressing this house, and then she just like rolled over on it when he's just like when he said it's too expensive for the fourth time. Well, maybe she just really needed to have his focus and be like, I just want you to make this decision with me and have this conversation, like a real conversation with me instead of just being like, no, we can't do it. Like you think it was too snap, the decision making, like the first like, yeah. couple times and it was, it was, he needed, she wanted to see him sleep on it and yep. just time for time to pass. And, and like I mean. intense eye contact and experience it together. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. So we do not have a Panther of the Week, but I have faith that one of our lovely listeners will leave us an Apple Podcast review, and then you will become the Panther of the Week. And by doing this, you help the show grow. Like, 
We know you're listening. I see you. I see the numbers. I see you. We have a consistent <laughs> number of listeners, but I know not all of y'all have left a review. So please consider doing that if you haven't already. Which emoji should we pair with this episode? I was thinking the Statue of Liberty. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, we could do that. For New York, New York. New York, New York. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. That makes sense. And so you can take that emoji. You can send it in a DM. You can email it. Email it. Email it. Email it. You can email it to talkintexasforever at gmail.com. You can drop an Apple podcast review. We just like to know that you're listening and you can write something cute like, love these New York girls. And this episode. We are from New York. York, And we are from New York. So that's perfect. And then you can rate us five stars. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Please. All right, Liz. Who is our first booster? of 2023. Booster of the week. You're a total booster. Rihanna, lucky number 13, my girl. Hello, and thank you so much for your support, Rihanna. We It's always a treat when we get to hear from you, especially on Discord and when we see you in the our group hangs. It's just always nice and you always have like words of wisdom and i just wanted to shout you out and i and you participate in the topic tuesday and i'm just like she's here and she's been here for a really long time and we just wanted to say thank you and that we really truly appreciate you and thank you so much for being with us for quite some time tree hill talk days tree hill talk days she's one of the ogs yeah thanks so much girl thank you appreciate it yeah yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing when you think about it. The Tree Hill Talk days. Oh, yeah. And she's long one, time she's ago. one of those Tree Hill Talkers. So long ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Liz. I'm going to give you a look into next week's episode with a quote. Yes. Yeah. So the title for episode nine is Game of the Week. And the quote is Friday night, you're going to be playing on national television, baby, buddy. Like, I'm assuming he's maybe saying that to JD. Just a thought. Okay. All right, so is it uh, the playoffs? We're getting to playoffs, yes. Okay. It's big. It's a big game for J.D. McCoy. It's big game. a big deal for the Panthers. Well, yes, but they've been there before. Not to discredit them, but this is J.D.'s like first ever. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. His dad's going to be so obnoxious about everything. Uh, some drama's gonna have to happen there. Yeah, what do you think about Tyra and Cash? Uh, I think what will happen is, what I'm hopeful for is that we're gonna find out that this is Cash's baby and Tyra's gonna be pissed and she's gonna leave. And she's gonna say, screw this. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm gonna go to school. Maybe she'll get another interview somewhere and she'll be more hopeful it's not like I was like, well, maybe if she goes and she gets a letter that she got accepted, that she'll like want to come back. But I think it's a little bit too soon for that. So I'm hopeful. I mean, what what are we on? Episode no. eight or nine? We will be on episode nine eight. next week. N- nine is next week. So not that many episodes left. I know. Maybe she will stay. She'll stay for a few episodes. Yeah. Ugh, I don't want to see that, but maybe she'll <laughs> stay for a few and... Things will be like kind of good, and then she'll finally realize, like, oh no, this is not where I belong. That's what I'm hopeful for. Okay, good predictions. It's it's coming. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we're gonna get a look 
more into what's going on with Cash next week. I can give you that. Okay. I hope he's just bye bye after that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last but not least, we do have Will's football poetry corner offensive coordinator. The offensive coordinator, or OC, runs the offense and calls the plays on that side of the ball. Our old curmudgeon OC Mac McGill is on the mend, so JD's personal coach takes over the coordinator position. Street coordinates the recruitment of his high school football teammate and gets a job in the process. Even Matt is showing some OC skills when he suggests that he will be wide receiver to Coach Taylor, who eventually concedes to Matt's wish. Beautiful. Always, always. Offensive coordinator. Thank you so much, Will. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We're happy to be back. So excited. This is the year that we will finish this series, mm. <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. Like, this is the final year for Friday Night Lights. Wow. Yep. And we're going straight through. So no breaks. There's no breaks, guys. Like, this isn't this. We are here until uh, the end of five, wow. which we were going through our scheduling a couple weeks ago. And these seasons are so short. They're so short. I, are they short? Yeah, I feel like they're short. They're like 15 episodes each. And it's like back then, you know, seasons were so long, like 24 episodes, 25 episodes, and then down to 15. It yeah, kind of. So, like, yeah. end of summer 2023 is when we'll be done with this show. And that's it. The special nugget. And, and like, season four and five, like, things change. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People that you're going to love you haven't even met yet yep i can't wait which is really exciting I can't wait. i'm so excited yeah there's exciting things to come yeah give me some michael b jordan i oh. like i like the show and the changes of the character i don't always love that you yeah know? so like this is one where i actually do i actually do like what happens i agree to that because sometimes seasons you know shows we talk about this all the time go on for so long and the characters and you're like, change and you're like i don't care right or you bring yeah. in other people and you're like we should have not done that this is different because even though you're with people for a season or two you actually really love them as much as i would confidently say characters from the beginning the beginning right. yeah from definitely beginning. oh absolutely oh for sure which is really kind oh, of special I'm so excited. yeah uh, but yes, thank you for listening. If you'd like to be a part of the show and submit a question or comment, you can email us at talkintexasforever at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you. We'll be back next week for season three, episode nine. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> Thanks, Aunt. Thank you so much for listening to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. You can email us at talkingtexasforever at gmail.com. If you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others, head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast, produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio, music by Anthony Vacora. Mm-hmm.